0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the High Jitsu Podcast. How a go Mr. Matteo? Yeah, good mate. Yourself? I'm good, thanks, man. Got a little bit of a stiff neck these days. Had a little grapple on Saturday, and will um, take is a little bit of a tw- little bit of a tweak, mm. um, and then um, just got a bit caught up. So off to the physio tomorrow. It's a little bit of an adjustment, I think. Yep. But all is good.
1: I understand the feeling. I've been having a little bit of stiffness through my neck too. You know what's funny? This is an interesting thought. I was talking about it with Sammy after I just had a roll with him at lunch class. And he's like, oh, is everything all right? Was I okay with your neck? And I'm like, yeah, look, I was fine. I had to look after myself, right? Yeah. I said the only time there was ever anything that kind of felt unwell was me trying to use my – like I was on my back. And it's like I was trying to use – my head through the ground to generate momentum yeah right so that's stupid mm-hmm. that's like this malleable part of my spine and i'm trying to generate momentum by driving through my head like it's a post and yes we can use our head as a post but i shouldn't be using my head to generate momentum like by pushing my i don't know it, it seems silly to use the smallest weakest part of my spine
0: well, yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say there. It seems
1: pretty stupid, right? So that's something I've noticed straight away. I was like, oh, why was I trying to do that? Like, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. That's not me training with longevity in mind.
0: Well, I guess, and it took a sore neck for you to be like, hold on, that's not a good idea because I'm going to hurt my neck again. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so today what we did in class was we did the armbar and then working with what happens when the person's weight comes forward. Mm right and then what'd you do with your head you used your head you tucked it in so that you can still use your hips as the lever rather than your head getting stuck
1: yeah i shouldn't be trying to use my head to generate momentum to get my hips higher
0: it's one part of the spine but you're doing like a certain thing with it and Mm -hmm. usually you're trying to generate the power with the other side of your hips because that's the strongest part of your spine right absolutely Um, because the top part of your spine where your head's connected that's just responsible for small motor like small movements like moving your head and it you Know um, putting your t shirt on, who knows, um, yeah. and looking looking over your shoulder maybe a little bit. Yep, um, but all the rotation happens through your hips. So, um, but what do you know? It took like took that injury to kind of um, make it realize that I was doing something stupid, yeah. Delve a little bit deeper, mm. and that's what injuries do, Maddie. Um, Maddie, on the note of injuries, we have a really interesting um, topic today, and it was really um, it's a Basically, <clears throat> I came up with this idea when we had a, um, a, a listener and one of my good friends hit me up. Um, he doesn't train at this school, but he trained somewhere else. And um, he got choked out. He got slept, like actually proper slept on the mats. And then he, um, he hit me up on you know online and he was saying, John, man, can, you, can I have a bit of advice or something? I'm feeling really lost. He's like, I got choked out. I don't know, how I feel like a real, real idiot. I feel stupid. It's like, um, you know, I'm a bit embarrassed towards my teammates. I'm a bit embarrassed towards my coach. What do I do? So, um, we were training. We accidentally got choked out. My response, Maddie. before we go into it, have you ever been choked out, Maddie?
1: I think I've, you know what, I honestly don't know if I can answer that. I think I've been put to the brink so many times, the line has started to get a bit blurred. Yeah. Um, well, I, look, I think in the heat of the moment, especially if you're having a very competitive and the competitive role with a, a training partner and a friend Yeah. and that intensity has picked up a bit in the role and you've both got like 160, 170 plus beats a minute through your heart, those chokes come on quicker because like, if it's a good blood choke, when your, bud, when your heart's pumping really hard, that pressure's gonna build up really quick and it yep. comes on quick. Uh-huh. So I think you can very quickly uh, put yourself over uh, in the sense that when I'm relaxed and we're drilling, you could probably hold a choke on me for a lot longer than I would say in a, in a live role because there is that intensity implied. If that makes kind of sense.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And if it's going slower, then you have a chance to kind of respond to it better. Yeah. And um, adjust what you're doing Mm. in response to the choke, right? Definitely.
1: Or tap. uh, You you recognize it's happening. You recognize you're trapped. And you tap.
0: Well, there you go. These are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Um, Because it's okay. Firstly, don't panic. You'll be Okay. Those of us who got choked out, or those of us who, are, you know, have been close to getting ch- choked out, getting choked out isn't ever a, like a good idea, you know. But definitely, you will survive, and it's also a, a it's rare to experience any long term effects from being put to sleep, you know. Especially if your partner lets you go as quickly as they can, that's important, you know. And usually, when you come into class and like, if someone's got a cross choke on you, here's the thing: you you know when that when If somebody is uh, experienced as a practitioner, usually, you know, when you're applying the choke, Mm. there's a difference between controlling the position, and then actually applying the choke. And it's around the time that you're applying the choke is usually the time that the person is going to pass out if they Mm. were to pass out. So that's why most of the time, um, it's easy to let go really quick, because as you're applying the choke, if you feel the person like go really limp, for example, then you know that they're that they're out and you can straight away let go as you would. Um sometimes it doesn't happen like that and sometimes that's a little bit more um accidental. But the thing is, Maddie, what I'm trying to get at is we're in the training room. So if mm. you have like the slightest inkling that someone is out, then you're not gonna like you're not gonna keep going with it. No. Um I was rolling on the on the weekend. Who was it? I think it was with Cam anyways with somebody and um i had a dark stroke on and i felt like it was a little bit on a little bit no i was just flirting with the idea of applying it and the person just stopped moving so i slowly just i kind of stopped like i just kind of okay you know how you turn on a tap and you start turning it on and the moment you turn it on the the leak is like mm-hmm. just a drop and then the more you turn it on the more the water flows that's kind of like think think about that with your chokes as well like you can Mm. turn them on slowly and then have them like gushing you know and it's it's just the reverse you know so the more you turn it on the less blood flow goes Mm -hmm. through um and so i just started like like loosening up loosening it up i didn't completely let go of it but i loosened it up a little bit and i go you okay down there and the the opponent the partner responded yeah yeah i'm fine i'm just looking for the escape it's like okay sure then slowly ramp it up one more time you know and So we keep playing from the position. You don't stop the position. You don't completely let go, but you make sure your partner's okay. You make sure that they're safe. So if we do it like that and then, you know, accidentally somebody goes too far beyond the brink and, and gets like, actually gets slapped, um, usually you're gonna let go pretty soon. So yeah. it's not it's not a problem. Um, you also know that tapping is a more favorable option too. Mm. We know that, right, Maddie? We know that's a good idea to tap. You know you should have tapped out earlier, and for this reason, you're a little bit upset, worried, embarrassed at what happened. That's understandable. As a devout learner, and as a good student, you take this experience and you learn from it in order to do things better the next time the situation eventuates. So Maddie, that's what we do in class, right? We, we adopt a growth mindset, and who are we to know? We don't know exactly how to how to act and behave in a class and how to do jiu-jitsu and stay safe with it, and, We don't know the rules and the unspoken of rules on the maths. It just takes time, you know, and it takes experience. Mm. Um, And with experience comes learning. um, And with learning comes, you know, the ability to do things better. So the first thing that we have to understand about this situation is that, as Master Sawa says, the milk is on the table. What does that mean, Maddie? You can't undo it.
1: You're not going to get the milk
0: and put it back in eh? put it back in the bottle because it's spilt the milk has spilt there's no use crying over spilt milk right it's already poured out spilt milk comes in the form of many things but it's important to remember that shit happens and for you it happened on a few fronts (laughs) sure you slept (laughs) which was unintentional yet it happened
1: there's no point just uh, hanging on to that and focusing on it though
0: yeah acknowledge it like it's done. Move it's done, forward. Yeah, and just like the position. Let's say you were stuck in closed guard. The milk was on the table. There were and the person had two arms wrapped around their neck, wrapped around your neck, and they had the guard. The legs were st- like had your hips stuck. Um, you know, there's a time and place to escape submissions. Your attempts at escape at that time weren't one of them. <laughs> that was done. You know, like you were stuck. It was clearly deep enough to make you sleep and in the ensuing battle of escape versus tap you held on the hope of escape for far too long which is why you got slept. Yeah. As you spend more and more time on the mats you see more attacks and feel more threats and you realize which chokes are to be respected and which aren't. Your judgment failed you this time around but it's data in the bank for the next time.
1: I love that idea in general just as the idea that you got to understand when you come to jujitsu. The f- first time you come to class, do you remember someone put an armbar on and there wasn't even pressure and you tapped, or someone put a cross collar choke on and you just felt hands around your neck and you tapped? Yeah. This is a. You're going to learn the threshold, and, yeah, and sometimes yes. you learn that by tapping too early, and sometimes you might learn it by tapping too late.
0: I guess it depends on the nature and the character. Mm-hmm. I remember Maddie. I was, we were at SPMA and it was like my first couple of months of training probably like the first few lessons to be honest and I remember starting with this one guy I don't know if you remember him his name was Toby no. and he was a short stocky fella and he um, I remember going up for a grapple with him we started pretty much same time and I went for a grapple and the moment I would even like get close to his neck with my hands or anything he'd go oh tap tap chip, tap tap then I'd like put start to applaud, like I'd start to Think about an arm bar and start to isolate his arm in my white belt, like, you know, a few classes in. And he's like, oh, yep, tap, tap, tap. And then I'd like put my knee on his belly for a second. Oh, yep, tap, tap, tap. Then I'd get mount on him. Oh, tap, tap. I remember tapping him in five minutes. I tapped him about 10 times without even getting close to any submissions so he was somebody who was like on the other on the left of the threshold
1: complete extreme like
0: yeah tap early Tap yes but it got to the point where it was a bit silly Like are not because, learning
1: anything at
0: that point are you well he wasn't letting anything eventuate mm. um, and I think I think it was his nature to be honest I think he was just really really scared like mm. just fearful of what was going to happen so he'd tap really really early which also wasn't effective either because I wasn't going to hurt him or I probably would have who knows what I would have done I think that situation there is not a good one. So, if he was with a, a more experienced person, the experienced person could say, "Hey, Toby, you know, whatever, uh, that's actually not time to tap because I'm not really doing anything to mm. you. You're not dying. <laughs> All right, you got a bit of pressure on your belly, but it's not going to hurt you, you know." And then on the other side of the coin is when some when there's actually an armbar locked in and you're not tapping. Yep. Um, I don't know if there's a better side. I think it's better to err on the say, s- side of caution. Absolutely, you know, and, and tap limb, earlier like rather the than long later.
1: longevity of your limbs absolutely takes precedence over, um, I don't know, ego. Like, I'd, I'd rather err on the side of caution than not.
0: Yeah, most definitely. But you, you feel after a few, after a few lessons, and after kind of being nice and slow in application of submissions, both uh, you applying them and then being applied on you. You start to develop the language of submission, you know, and the, and the and the sensitivity, you know, of what these locks are and what these chokes are. Yeah. And so, for example, what we do with um, when Rylan came in for a seminar, he introduced this, um, the choke chat. I call it the choky chat. I like um, that. So let's say you're in a guillotine and the partner's kind of going for it, but... It, here, here, guys, we love to apply submissions slowly and always be in control of the, of the lock, right? So if you're in a guillotine, I want to very slowly, just like that tap idea, like turn on the tap slowly and then slowly apply, like, and continue to apply pressure. And the, like, as time progresses, so too does the pressure, right? So it's like a, a nice smooth curve of pressure relative to time. Um, so what your partner needs to tell you is not, if they just tap like and, and stop the move, then you haven't had a chance to practice your spectrum of mm. application. Whereas if your partner starts to go, makes a tap like this. Gently finger tapping,
1: gently finger tapping.
0: Yeah, to that, I don't know, hopefully, I wonder if the microphone picked that up. So you're tapping on somebody, you're making like little movements, little sounds. And if once it's like a four taps, three taps, whatever, then that's, that's done. But if you're tapping with your fingers, then you're saying, hey man, it's coming on, it's coming on, yeah, 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 yeah. you're on the right path. Okay, done, let go now before you break my arm or, you know, or choke me. And of course you're not getting to that point, but you're, you're, you're working with your partner to decide that spectrum.
1: That would have been nice, just as an example from our role today, you caught me with a heel hook. And I probably rushed that tap a little early because I was erring on the side of caution.
0: IBJJF, Modi, They've uh, made heel hooks legal About in time. brown and black belt. About time. So brushing up on the old I heel thought,
1: hook. I mean, look, again, I admit, this just shows how out of touch I am with the IBJJF rules. I always thought they were legal in no-gi for black belt, but I guess not. Um, but same concept. When someone gets you in a heel hook, you had a really nice control. I feel like you had the control -hmm. It wasn't quite onwards, but I pretty much had no defence left. Yeah, Uh, and I don't know. You haven't quite talked it yet, but it was it was in this very gentle tap. You could have gone a little bit further on the actual.
0: Yeah, and but we didn't. We weren't playing the the choke game, right? The the lock game. No. And so you heard on the side of caution and said, "Yes, John, stop." Yes. Done. And then what we could also do, Maddie, is be like, you have to give me that own that like yes, that that signal though. Yes. So John, and it's up to you, I think. Like absolutely. And of course, Maddie, you're going to you trust me. Mm-hmm. I hope you trust me, and I don't want to hurt you, but or and at the same time, I still like I think the re- it's the responsibility of tapping is on both, mm-hmm. and it's definitely on you being the recipient of the submission i think like it's up to you to tap say hey hey stop good job john can i practice this or john start to apply it a little bit more let me see if it's actually on or not
1: absolutely so that's as on both of us as a training partner you know as me you heel hooked me it's me to tap early for my safety and then go all right that was 70 percent. do you want to use that system to feel that extra bit yeah you know, and so we can both improve.
0: And we were rolling too. So if in in the rolling situation, I probably wouldn't start right. like doing the finger yeah. tap and then the four finger tap. Like I'd probably, yeah, I think the safe safer thing is to be like tap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, could we just keep going with this a little bit slower? Mm-hmm. And anybody at high jiu jitsu will say, yeah, man, no worries. Let's let's see what's going on. What's let's see what the next step is. Mm. You know, um, or like tap short, sure, but then I'll let you practice your escape, and then we keep going, keep rolling. Um, I think anyone at high jitsu will like will let you do that. Uh, once we once had once sh- um, pretty famous person come into class, and we had a grapple, and I asked, hey, can I just see if I, if there's an escape here that I was wanted to practice because my face was about to break off from a choke. So I was like, can I just see if I can practice if I can work on this defense? And they go, no. You tapped. We start again. What the hell! Have you never done Jiu-Jitsu before? I was like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, so uh, some people might not be keen on that. Some people live and die by the tap. At higher, especially when we're in training, man, you know, we can tap and then keep going, like no problems, you know. But I, I think that's done because we don't like highly. We don't place too much significance on the tap, you know. Like if you're, if you feel like you got a limb that's in a bit of jeopardy, tap. and maybe the partner isn't even—it's not even intentional. Hey, tap, man! Hey, just let me let me free this limb first before I, before I hurt it. Because people, if you want to train on the mats for a long time, you need not fight over spilt milk. If a submission is almost there, you're you're already ready to tap. Your hands ready. When you struggle to see a way to escape, you tap, and then you learn. Ask the question after tapping. In tapping, you congratulate your training partner's good deed and you move safely and sustainably forward along the journey. So tapping is a way to go forward because you saw something that something some part of jiu-jitsu beat you. And it's not even the person, just think about jujitsu beat you. It's not like Maddie, I tapped to Maddie. Maddie didn't beat me, he, His his jujitsu got my jujitsu, you know? It's like fine, it's it's all good and it's always an opportunity to learn. And I feel like when the tap is personified, like, I beat Maddie because he tapped. Like, I feel like that creates some problems. Yeah, definitely. You know, so it's like, it's a game of jujitsu. It's not a game That's of you versus your put, the, the other guy.
1: So your ego will start getting hurt and upset. You'll be like, oh.
0: Especially in training.
1: Especially in training. You know what? Uh, I can't remember if it was like Einstein or Michael Jordan. I don't know why I've got the two confused they basically said the reason I'm successful is because I failed so many times or something to that effect or maybe it was old mate who did the light bulb
0: Thomas Edison I
1: failed a thousand times or something I learned
0: 10,000 ways how to
1: not make the light bulb yeah
0: yeah yeah it's like I'm
1: gonna tap probably a million times on my on my way to black belt yeah I'm okay with that yeah because I know that I'll have made a million mistakes by the time I get to black belt and if I haven't learned from those million mistakes I'm probably not worth a black belt
0: you you would have learned no i'm saying but if you haven't
1: you're probably not worth like you've, you've got to learn something in a million taps is my point yeah. it's
0: impossible not to learn
1: after being tapped a million times
0: well you know what maddie maybe um that's your job but like so if you got tapped it's up to you to be like okay how, what did i do wrong there and how can i do better because you know that little role that i had with toby back 12 13 years ago mm-hmm. toby wasn't thinking oh how did, why did I tap there, you know? like Because if he was thinking, well, why did I tap, he'd realize that, oh, actually, I wasn't actually in any danger just there. I could have kept yeah. going without any imminent danger. So I wouldn't have had to tap. You know, and just like, you know, you and I with a heel hook. After the heel hook, you could have said, hey, John, what could I do here to escape? Or Maddie, you could have, um, like, fought the hands, for example, and mm-hmm. kicked off the leg, and then, or you could have counter-attacked my legs. You know, many like this. Yeah, there are many things, and and there is so much um, uh, gold in delving beyond the tap. Yes. So thinking about the tap, it's not think about this people. It's not like you know when you um like you can you can work on it, and that's your job in training. Like okay, you got tapped, good. Maybe not like straight after the tap. So for example, in advanced class, like. I'd much rather if you get submitted the, like after the role, go in and say, oh, I tapped you here because mm-hmm. of that, I did that because of that.
1: Time and place. Context. Time and
0: place, yeah, yeah. So, but, but definitely start that conversation with your partner. When you get submitted, say, hey, what happened there? Or if you do the submitting, show your partner next time, especially if they ask. And even if they don't ask, say, hey, you made this mistake, that's why I got you there. So shore that up, fill that gap
1: mm-hmm.
0: in your understanding, in your jiu-jitsu, and then you won't get tapped from there again. And that's how we go to black belt, Maddie. Hey, man, you
1: know? just tap me. Can you show me that after the roll? Let's keep going. Slap yeah. hands, Beautiful. fist bump. Beautiful. Let's
0: roll. That's awesome. Um, maybe here's the thing, Maddie. Like, let's say we practice um, escapes from mount. You know, um, upper bridge and roll escapes, and then we're grappling after class. Um, and then you tried the upper bridge and roll, but you got cross choked instead so you could ask your partner say hey so maybe you know you got cross choked okay you tap to that and maybe you did that maybe your way your thought your idea of escaping was correct but you just didn't have the time because your partner was faster because maybe they've been in that position a lot more than you um you know so so tap first
1: or maybe they're smarter maybe um, they they know you've just been doing upper escape so they're preparing their counters for it
0: there you go so then so then tap first and say, keep them in the same position, and say, hey, what was the, br- the tipping point there where you got the cross choke versus I didn't get the upper bridge and roll? Because there's a very small moment there that, that dictated whose movements worked better. You know? So, so the difference between the first step and the second one is that now you can maintain your consciousness and you still have your limbs and your arms intact, but you get to learn. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So people... When the milk is on the table, accept it, okay, tap, and then delve, and then ask questions after that.
1: How do I stop the milk getting on the table next time?
0: Yep. Yep, don't, don't spill it. Don't spill it. So, to play, Maddie is to tap often and always. You can, you can do this, you can tap, and then keep going, because you're there to play, not fight. Just as your training partner isn't your opponent, so too you're not in a battle to the death. We talk about it in class. So man, if you don't do this, then he's going to kill you with that. And we have some fun with it. We play around, you know. But you're you're allowed to tap and there's no shame in yielding to the good work of others and to the good work of jiu-jitsu. So if Matty does something amazing from mount and he catches me with it, I'm, I'm happy to tap to that because he did something good, you know. It's my job... Instead, like, before he applied it to practice the counterattack, and if I didn't get a time to do it, I'm not going to put my limbs in jeopardy um, in order to, you know, simply not tap to Maddie's good stuff. You know, and to, you know, um, to tap often and always doesn't mean to tap willy-nilly to anything that may resemble a threat, Toby. a la Toby, you know, because that's not jiu-jitsu. But if you see the tap as a positive for yourself to learn and for your partner to be congratulated you're more likely to do it earlier and less likely to bear the ill effects of waiting till it was too late. That's really important. Mm. Maddie. So what do you think, um, you know, what do you think, what's play? Because we talk about playing so often in class. Um, what is it? What is it, man? Because we're doing a martial art, we're practicing self-defense where you know this is jujitsu time what are we what are we playing what the what the hell
1: well you're playing the game of jujitsu uh that's a tough question to answer and put into words in the sense that I know um when I when we're playing make no mistake I'm still trying to wrap my hands around your neck and I am still trying to kill you yeah but I'm doing it respectfully in the sense that it's, there's not a battle to the death. You, you literally just said it. It's not a battle to the death. Yeah. You know, I've told my training partners just for fun that I'm not going to respect the tap if I'm choking them. Yeah, right. And just to instill that little bit of fear. Yeah. That's mind games I'm playing with my. But I, if they tap, I'm always going to respect it. It's a bit off topic to what's playing, but it's playing with each other. Yeah, We're, yeah. We are playing. I'm going to play with you mentally as well as physically yeah it's a bit of fun I don't know Yeah, it's a give and take that's play play is give and take to me I think that's what it comes down to it's not I'm having this and I'm going to do everything in my power to crush you and take not let you have anything
0: okay so then I guess to work out what play is (laughs) what what's a role what does a role look like that isn't play
1: uh grimacing uh like gritted teeth blood oops sorry if there's blood Not saying it's a definite indicator, but I mean, you know, (laughs) guts, guts. (laughs) I don't want to know. Uh, But like slamming, if if you're power bombing someone on the mats, that's not playing. Yeah, that's definitely not like. Again,
0: you said grimacing, right? Yeah. So if like someone's face looks like they're just they haven't um, eaten their vegetables and then they're trying to go to the toilet, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's. (laughs) <laughs> sorry people I'm joking but but honestly like if you see that if and that level of effort with movements you know that doesn't really look like it's, it's play time that looks like it's serious time yeah. a, a big indicator of the level of intensity is the slaps of the feet and the hands on the ground flap flap mm. you know if people are posting really really hard yeah, yeah. then it sounds like things are escalating quite a bit um, which isn't bad it's not a bad thing um i guess a a, some a a role that's not looking playful is when positions are held like really really hard and really tight and there's no i guess um uh just looseness Mm. there's a word for it like elasticity like uh you know like sometimes you want to be elastic like you want to you want to be able to kind of give and take as we're saying, you know, so like you give up a position, but then you take from somewhere else, give okay. up and take, give up and take, give up somewhere, give somewhere else. So like you're negotiating. So I guess if you're at the negotiating table and you say these are my terms and these terms are non-negotiable, then it's not really negotiate, like maybe no. it is negotiating, but like you're, you're rigid in what you want, you know, versus like, okay, I'll do this, I'll take this, but you can take that, you know, and just playing with your partner, I guess is something. Uh, is something a little bit different. To play, back to the article, to play is to revel in the joy of learning Jiu Jitsu and not place the result as the priority. That's another thing, like that's the attitude of play. Play is like, you know, it doesn't matter where we go to, where we get to, um, not playing is like, I'm, I need to win. I want to I, I'm. Or win or die, you know? Um, if you're there to play, you will enjoy the fact that you got caught, you won't mind the fact that you got caught. As it signifies one more lesson in learning. You won't be upset that you failed or angry because your defense was bad. You know you're winning simply by being on the mats in your gi doing jujitsu with your friends. I oh, think that's a huge one. Mm, I, I agree. Um, anything else to add with regards to play, Maddie?
1: I, I, I love the idea, just that the, you just touched on it is you're winning by being there. That's play. You know, it's like I remember. To use an example of childhood, when you're playing games with your friends, you just go play soccer. Yeah, okay, one of you wants to win the game, but you're just happy to be playing the soccer. You know, even when it's just one person standing in a go- in goals and the other one kicking, and you're taking it turns to be goalkeeper and uh, penalty penalties basically. Yeah, that's still play. Yeah, one of you wants to win, but yeah, you, that's allowed to be a dynamic. But you're still you care more about going hey, let's go play soccer in the field, Then, hey, I'm going to go beat you at soccer.
0: Yeah. So you're saying that being overly competitive is um, going away from the idea of play? Can you be competitive and play?
1: Definitely. But there's, what the, there's a the threshold. What level? What's the
0: level? Yeah. What is it? What does it look like?
1: Again, you said it yourself, negotiation. When mm-hmm. it's no longer about a negotiation, when it's no longer when you're no longer taking i mean when you're no longer giving and you're just taking yeah that's no longer play
0: when you're when you're taking and not giving yes yeah so okay so then with with that how does our friend who got choked out how does he kind of come back to the idea of play
1: well right there he needs to give to his friend and acknowledge or give to his training partner yeah good job Tap! I'm giving you this tap. You, yeah. did, you did well, I'm acknowledging it.
0: Yeah, so if he's feeling the arms around his neck and it's getting really, really tight and then his eyes are starting to black out and he's like, uh, 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 uh. you know those choke noises? Sorry people, mustn't sound good on the microphone. But that's usually what you can hear. I think around that time is when the tap should come. Mm. You know, because it's playtime, it's playing. It's okay, play. And then, you know what, start from there again. Say, hey, man, you got me. Good job. And then go this one step before that, you know, and then start to fight the hands instead the next time because you weren't fighting the hands, and that's why he got his arms, like, locked up around your neck. Well, in that case, you know, tap. I had a position before. um, We have one of our students who really, like, enjoys the the gaze and has really, really, like, lanky, um, like, uh, just flexible legs, and then wrapped my head up in a position, and then pushed with his legs, pushed my head into the into the choke, and it, the choke wasn't coming on as much as my head was getting talked, and I knew that if like I was it was, I was looking for a way out, but the the application was there, like it was coming on, the choke wasn't coming on, but the crank was coming on, and I didn't want to have a sore neck the next day, and I knew for a fact like. I wouldn't die from that, but my neck would be sore. Like there was only a matter of time, so that that was my bad of getting my neck stuck there, of Mm. getting my head stuck. So I will tap. I say, hey man, you got me. I want to avoid having a stiff neck tomorrow. I know you wouldn't have submitted me there, but like, well, you did submit me. You did, Mm. but you weren't choking me. It wasn't a clean choke, but I will still give you this tap because I don't want a sore neck tomorrow cuz
1: I want to be here tomorrow
0: I want to be on the mats yes I don't want to be at home like with the Voltaire and um, you know looking like arnold schwarzenegger because I can't move my neck <laughs> 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 yeah you know? um which is how a little bit how I'm looking right now so um, we 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 look ahead and that's what self defense is we move on to the next topic the next kind of step of this self defense people is thinking about the next step and if the next step in that situation of my head being stuck was, if the next step was click, there goes your neck vertebra and there goes like a week of not being able to move your neck, then I'm looking to that and I'm saying, hey, no way, no thank you, I'll tap. And I'm prioritizing my defense. So, for, so you can still play. When you focus on defense, you can still play and not get caught. Like we play. Me and you, Maddie. When we grapple, I feel like our grapples have become more and more and more playful. Like the more we, the more we train. Same with Oscar too. You know, like we just kind of we we flow through certain positions. um, And of course, I don't want like I don't want Oscar to tap me, and he doesn't want me to tap him. But if if it happens, it happens. Like we don't we don't mind Mm. like tapping to the other person, but we can still play and trade positions and explore each other's jiu-jitsu. Um, without you know um, without giving up taps all the time
1: absolutely you know it's an intelligent thing so defense first we touched on it at the very beginning of the episode understanding oh okay I don't want to do this because I've hurt my neck yeah. uh, and so I don't want to do certain movements because I've now realized that they're putting unnecessary stress on my neck. Yeah. You know what else I've realised when I hurt my neck? Tell me, Maddie. I have a very big problem with certain manoeuvres where I try and use shortcuts, and I expose people to grabbing my head. Yeah. So I think we last week we talked about not in the podcast. I was talking to you last week when we did the elbow escape from Mount.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. The week
1: before, uh, I have a habit of shortcutting. Uh, the elbow escape, and the byproduct of that is my hands are no longer near my head. Mm-hmm. So, a person from Mount can just grab me and wrap around my head. Now, if I'm trying to play after the defense of my head and my neck and my posture, I can't let someone grab me around the head, especially if I've got a stiff and sore neck. Because why? Well, they're just going to be able to do what they want with me. Well, I
0: head. guess, like, I guess the, the consequence of them grabbing your head is control. Is con- yes, so you don't want them to give up control. Mm. You don't want them to break your posture. Correct. Which is why, which is how they won't hurt you. If you have your postures in place and you're in the right, if you're in the mm. right organization, then they won't even touch your head and your safety is there, right? So, absolutely. So the safety is in your posture.
1: Absolutely. Definitely it is. And that's what I've, I, even since, yeah, okay, I've had to give up more passes. Maybe people have passed my guard a little bit more. But you know what I'm doing a much better job of, framing their hands away from my head.
0: Yes, and the one more step for you is like if you're framing the hands away from the head, then whilst you got the hand controlled, you can control the head subsequently too. And I can start to move, move along uh, and, and retain your guard. Yeah,
1: upgrade and improve my jujitsu.
0: Yes, while staying safe. Absolutely. And that right there, Mateo, that's the f- that's the secret right here. The secret is in your defence.
1: Mm.
0: In jujitsu, you need to stay safe which is why you need good defense. Defense is safety. Just like you clear your gutters of leaves to prevent fires during bushfire season, I guess if you're living around the bush, all of us, you can't wait till the submission is like pretty much there before you think about defending it. Mm. So person who sent in the, um, who got choked out, you didn't think about your defenses. You were probably thinking about passing people, uh, passing your opponent's guard, potentially and whilst you are thinking about passing the guard or opening up his legs before you know it oh there's two hands in your neck and that's applying a choke absolutely oh oh, oh shit, i have to think about what my opponent is doing first yes you do you have to think about that before thinking about passing his legs mm. you have to you have to prioritize your defense your safety in a role don't care i don't care if the time's ticking doesn't matter to be honest maddie um, well two pointers to say here black belt jiu-jitsu looks different to white belt jiu-jitsu right definitely and People, some people can call it more boring and it's boring in a, it, to an extent because um, especially like in gi jiu-jitsu everyone gets really consumed by the grips and gets stuck in certain positions and doesn't want to negotiate doesn't want to give up anything to take anything for sure um, and it gets it, the submissions aren't as plentiful because the defenses are so much better Yes, is what i'm trying to get at there you know so that's why like white belt jiu-jitsu is just people throwing attacks left right who knows what of course white belt jiu-jitsu isn't the same and it's all different and we're generalizing here but generally speaking um you know somebody who's less experienced doesn't know how to apply the moves and doesn't know the priority um of like the strategy of jiu-jitsu and we always, we always emphasize in class, this comes from the, the Gracie brothers, Hannah and Huron. They say defense, escape, control, submission. That's I, a very nice way of bringing that. Of like it's a nice hierarchical structure right there.
1: I love that. Um, I love that I was actually going to bring that up. I love that you did. That, uh, that's such an important concept to understand, and it takes a little bit for people to wrap their heads around too. Defending yourself in Jujitsu, when we say defense, escape, control, submit. Yeah. The defense is not, oh, someone's attacking me, I've gotta break their arm, that's defending myself. Yeah. No, defend, defend your alignment, defend your posture, defend your position. Yeah. Defend yourself where you are, make sure you're safe. Then you can look to escape the position that you're in if you're in a bad one. Then you can, once you get into a more advantageous position, you can look to control. Yeah. And once you've got the control, you can look to submit. We had a a, a student come in a while back and he'd very easily get uh, worn out and exhausted and, and, and was struggling. He's like, I just want to show how I can defend myself. Yeah. Okay. We want you to defend yourself, but you're attacking us in your defense and then wondering why you're getting worked out and beaten. Yeah. Because you're not actually doing that process of defend then escape then control then submit yeah your defense was almost for lack of a better description i don't know how to it's like boxing you can defend yourself by knocking someone out yeah that's self-defense as well i suppose yeah but you're defending by attacking as opposed to making sure you're safe first
0: so if he throws a punch you throw it you land yours first before he lands his
1: yeah that's it Throw throw a harder punch, throw a better punch. Yeah, throw the counter to theirs. So they threw a jab, throw a cross.
0: But what's the step? First step of throwing the counter, moving your head off that having partner's punch. First step's having your hands up. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's that's the first. Yes. First step's have your hands up, and then understanding distance. Distance. Yeah. And move, then move, their move. movement. Their second. Their two. Their number two. So your first. Your one in terms of actions like sequence of actions your one is hands up and keeping them at a safe range Mm -hmm. their two is throwing the punch your three is ducking your head to the other side Mm. and then countering right yeah yeah so um whereas if you didn't think about your first point being defense then your head's just there waiting for the punch.
1: Yeah, that's it. Just be, if their number one was attacked, my number one would just be punch.
0: Yeah, and, it's just and seeing which one, which number one like sticks first.
1: Do you, I don't know if you've... You, I don't ever see you watching as the person who watched The Simpsons, but there's this great scene in the... Watch Simpsons. What's The Simpsons, man? What the hell? I don't know. There's one, person doesn't watch uh, the Simpsons? one episode where... Uh, I'm not a major reason, fan, but yes. Watch this the is Simpsons. from a long time ago, one episode where Bart and Lisa are having an argument and one of them starts windmilling their arms going, oh, if you're going to this, I'm going to walk forward like this. And if you don't get out of the way, sucked in. And then Lisa starts walking forward, kicking her yeah. feet. Sorry, let's kick the table. But just, So basically it's like we're just going to both walk forward attacking and see who lands first. Yep, yep. Not a good strategy.
0: Nope. <laughs> so, like, so for example, the guy who got choked out, um, he's trying to make his passes stick mm. and his opponent is trying to make his... Um, attacks from guard stick if two and it's just who's which one stick first yeah if two that's, people that's are very attacking, much white belt jiu-jitsu right there yeah, certainly is whereas you know as you start getting higher up the echelon of understanding then you're on top surviving the person's guard understanding what they can do with their body mm. understanding what they're currently doing and what they can do in future um nullifying that surviving in their guard and then subsequently counterattacking their guard according to their initial attacks. Yes. Different story, right? So that guy got choked because the partner had these thick forearm bones right across the neck with a deep grip and he didn't really think about that deep grip around his neck because he was very preoccupied thinking about his own agenda, which was passing those legs, opening that guard. That was uh, until the second one came out of nowhere, which is that second arm slid right underneath the first arm or came over the top, and that's what turned the lights off. So defenses first is saying, okay, I wanna keep my posture, Oh shite. Somebody just, my opponent has their arm deep in my neck. Let me deal with this first and make sure I'm dealing with it before I go on to my next move. That was my next point that I wanted to say just before Maddie. We're in um, Lefkada camp in Greece 2018 um, and Tiago Bertoni was there and Phil was there and there were two black belts and they had a grapple. that grapple went for about 15 minutes and it was a phenomenal grapple, such a beautiful grapple. and the vast majority of the of the grapple was in the defenses like as in there was so much movement happening and then like each each partner was like responding to the other partner's moves. And it wasn't, like, they never really got to, like, anywhere really far in the Jiu-Jitsu picture, like, to submission. Mm. It was just, like, cat and mouse, like, pom-pom, 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 in terms of just positional hierarchy. And um, that was phenomenal. That was beautiful. And you can tell when it's defense first, Matty, and that's how you can, you know, that's how you can kind of stay on the mats for a long time. Um... But more importantly, that's how you can do jiu-jitsu for a while without necessarily gassing out, without getting submitted too hard or too often, without getting yourself injured. Like, understand your defenses, people. It's, I, I feel like this is a part of jits that isn't really spoken about enough. And that's the fundamental basis of strategy of jiu-jitsu. Like, defend until you can counterattack. And it's the part that kind of that gets left. It, it is a part that gets left out. So the issue is that the partners, that your partner, your opponent's forearm bone has no business being anywhere near your neck. Move it away. Keep your posture by maintaining connection with the ground and their hips and your partner. This means your spine is long and your head is far away from the threatening hands of your training partner. If they were to pull you down with their legs, you'd bring your hands on the inside of their arms and sprint and come back up. Mm-hmm. Cascade back up to the posture. If they grab your lapel lower than your neck, you can intercept that arm and go to the pass, you know, and take away their, their tool. Mm. So your partner's got two tool, uh, their, their hands are tools in their guard. Take one of the hands away by pinning it and then they've only got one tool left. You know, that can be the, the, the basis of your pass. But understand that you've focused on their grip first before you've moved further up your, you know, um, mm. sequence of moves. Is this making sense, Maddie? Yep absolutely the truth is it's your neck and it's your joints and it's up to you to keep them safe way before any danger can eventuate posture defense always look for the posture always look for the defense first
1: defense always you know what uh it reminds me of something we used to get taught and i understand this applies more to competition jujitsu. yeah but we always used to get taught be first yeah like be first was your strategy in jiu-jitsu look there isn't there's a good argument for don't let someone get their hand in your in your collar in the first place yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to rush things and and be forceful well
0: be first you could be first in defense absolutely so we were told be first i remember that and that was always be first in your attacks Mm. like always hit them first
1: yeah show your cards
0: show your yeah (laughs) yeah well that's kind of what it was so we'd be showing our cards, but then the person who was a little bit smarter would be like, oh, okay, thank you. I will counter that. Or it'd work the first time, but it really wouldn't really work the second time or the Absolutely. third time because there was no setups.
1: That's like saying be first with a jab. Okay, after I've seen you throw that jab, I know that all I have to do to beat it is a parry. So if someone knows the answer, being first isn't going to help you. If, yeah. if, if that person knows the defense.
0: Yeah, so you could say be first in terms of manage the distance too, yeah, right? Absolutely. So you're first in managing distance. So if your partner mm-hmm. takes a step forward, then you'll take a step back. Yeah. So that's your, your first. And then they throw the, there is the punch. And then yours is the parry the, the parry, parry to the re-clinch, for example. Yep. I love it. These are the joys of the jiu-jitsu. The beauty of this martial art is that it takes so many years to learn well. And it's inevitable that you'll fail along the way. On your path to black belt, you will tap hundreds, if not thousands of times. What do you reckon, Matty? Hundreds or thousands?
1: Uh, I, I, d- I said it earlier, millions. Millions? Man, millions is a lot. But if I, if I get tapped 10 times a night, which I don't, I'm, I'm awesome. I don't get tapped at all. Never, yeah. be, never being tapped. If I get tapped five times a night and I do 10,000 days of jiu-jitsu, there you go, 50,000.
0: There you go. 50,000 taps. People tap. Feel free to tap. Tap many times. Um, These taps can either be like many failures and or you can think about them as many opportunities to learn. Mm -hmm. I like to think about them as the latter. They are. It's the opportunist and the future black belt who will take what happens, think about it objectively without the judgment and learn from it so it doesn't happen again. I remember, Matty, I was in brazil um and i was a white belt and i went up against a a blue belt who we actually hung out we'd hang out after class like we'd go to the beach together this brazilian guy but he was very very competitive um and he was good and i remember he got me in a bow and arrow choke we're going hard at it like on one night and i was pretty strong back then i think strength at my white belt was my biggest asset especially at that time when i was in brazil and he was a lot more technical than me and he had me in a bow and arrow choke and I was trying to defend it. I thought I had space to escape. I really did, and it was—I should have tapped, but I didn't tap, and I ended up passing out like in the middle of a school that I didn't really know that many people. Couldn't speak the language. I was the gringo there, and I was like fast asleep, like cold. Having yeah, nice. And I woke up, that. and I was a little bit embarrassed. Like again, I was embarrassed because it wasn't really my school, you know, to be slept in. Um, but everyone was like being very nice and helpful. Um, and I kind of take it as a joys of jiu-jitsu. And I learned from that that bow and arrow chokes are um, powerful. powerful. Um, and the other thing that I learned is, like, I actually didn't mean to go out there, but it just happened. Like, it was just out of my – I felt like I was pretty close to escape. Yep. And it happened. Like, I just went out.
1: As I said, was there an intensity in the role?
0: There was. And it wasn't a bad intensity. Like, we weren't there to kill each other, but mm-hmm. there was an intensity in the role. High heart rate high heart rate and it just yeah it just happened right um and just we learned from it so what i learned from that is to defend that so it's the choking arm of the bow and arrow like control the arm that's choking you control that shoulder so come back with the same side arm pulled down against the shoulder so the arm can't extend and make the choke happen and I, i had to get get slapped in order to kind of think about that defense you know but i thought about it and it's something that i picked up um, you know, I've been choked out, I think it's been a few times now. Um, and yeah, we learn. We learn, Maddie. And just like that, it's the ups and downs and the lessons and learnings of Jiu-Jitsu that are a portal into everyday life. Not everything's going to go your way. Sometimes there's nothing to do but accept what's coming, <laughs> you know, and, and move on. Mm-hmm. Try again, Maybe no matter what so it's not a matter of quitting you're not gonna like tap um to a choke and then quit jiu-jitsu because you're not good at it like the biggest battle is in coming back to jiu-jitsu class every class you know with a smile on your face with a white belt mentality even if you're not wearing a white belt you're always we have the white belt brain
1: committed to the process of learning
0: yeah ready to grow ready to learn um and do jiu-jitsu for life that's what we're here Mm -hmm. for so never mind getting choked Enjoy jujitsu. Stay on the mats and learn for life. I love it. Any parting parting bits of advice, Maddie, that we haven't gone through just yet, uh, for this poor fella?
1: Put put uh, your friends to
0: sleep. sleep just,
1: just just sleep your friends.
0: Yeah, come back, come back, um, <laughs> or go to that guy's house of a night time yeah. while he's asleep, <laughs> and then like put another choke on him.
1: Actually, no. There, there's one thing. Uh, when this goes goes out i want to put a comment in in the in the comment section one of our students a while ago found something from a law case on what actually happens when you go to sleep so if you're interested in learning when you about what happens when you actually go to sleep i'll find that that uh, bit of wisdom and i'll provide it it's pretty interesting just about how it's actually quite not really that dangerous for you so you don't have to stress about brain damage or anything
0: yeah fair enough and i guess they're with the clean cheeks you know what Grosses me out a little bit, Matty, the, the really, really dirty chokes. Like the kills, for example, like the crushing oh, yeah, throat chokes. You know a, that...
1: A, a bad guillotine.
0: What about a carotid artery that can tear? Because apparently I was doing work with a heart surgeon. Carotid arteries can tear. So, like, if you have, like, a really, really nasty choke that's really, really painful, then that's another time to tap. Mm, and yeah. again, that's the playtime. Why are you going to, like... Why are you going to... Especially during training... Maybe if it's the Mundials or something, you know, like grit your teeth and bear like yeah. through that. But you're not going to do that like when it comes to training, because we're training, and that's what we've been talking about in this um, podcast episode. So, anyways, hope you guys enjoy that. Ho- hopefully, we got something out of it, um, whether you got choked out or not. Um, hopefully, we can r- listen to this and do jujitsu better. Talk that's what we're good. after. Us Maddie, hey, thank you very much, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, we love listening to all of your feedback and all of your, um, you know, just let us know how you went, how you how you go listening to this, if you're enjoying it, Have you what you want to hear. Out? Have you ever been choked out? Yes, we'd love to hear your stories. Um, send them in. Much love. Feel free to share um, this podcast as well. It always helps when you guys do that. And um, see you on the next one. Oos. Oos people. Thank you.